This portion of the podcast is brought to you by the Voice of the Martyrs at persecution.com and MyPillow. MyPillow.com and use the code word REBEL. Introducing the champion, fighting out of the red corner, he is a brawler, standing 5 feet 10 inches tall, fighting out of Harlem, New York, USA, presenting the podcasting champion of the world, Ryan the Disruptor, the What's up, Rebels? Hope you're having a great day. Rebel Dad Podcast. Ryan Dobson, the disruptor here today with you. I've been on the road. I've been traveling. Man, did I have a good trip. I had a great, great trip. Mostly because I missed the whole blizzard. That's right. Missed the blizzard. Had so much fun. So last week, a week ago today, I drove to Denver in crazy, crazy pouring down rain. I have a truck. I like my truck. I've got big tires on my truck. Not like, you know, don't drive a monster truck, but you know, tires, whatever. I don't understand giant trucks doing like 30 miles an hour faster than me in the rain. Like, I got a truck, bro. You've got rubber tires on a slick surface. That's what I think. But hey, hey, what do I know? I just saw tons of accidents. Anyway, had a great time in California. I did five events in two and a half days. That was crazy. I did five hours of speaking in two and a half days. I need to turn my mic up. Let's see. Dun, dun, dun. How's that? Oh, it's so much better. There, I can hear myself. I won't be yelling so much. Uh, five, five hours of speaking in two and a half days. I did uh, first night at a parent event. Next morning, went to an elementary school. Dropped off some donuts and coffee. Had a great time. Uh, then I did a video for the upcoming event in Northern California in November. Whole Rebel family going. Atomic Mom, Disruptor, Lincoln, Lucy, whole fam out there. Uh, November 8th and 9th at Santa Rosa Christian Church. Check out Facebook for more info. Um, and then I did a pastor's luncheon. 82 pastors showed up. 82 82, let me say that again, 82 pastors. That was crazy. And only just this much intimidating, and I mean by that, a ton. Uh, Awesome pastors, met great people, had a good time. Uh, Went to a pro-life center after that, did a little event. And it looks like, fingers crossed, the weekend before the 8th and 9th, I'll be doing a pro-life banquet in Santa Rosa, California for Bridges. That sounds great. Um... That night, I did another parent event at our friend Gene and John's house. That was awesome. And the next morning, I did a homeschool slash parent collective, which was awesome. Talked to a ton of homeschool kids. This is crazy. I'm now speaking to kids my own kids' age. Like, there were 12-year-olds in the audience, and I'm talking to them like, oh, my goodness, I got a kid your age. How crazy is that? I felt old, but I was on fire. Such a good time. So I was talking to the kids about a lot of things. They asked tons and tons of questions. Um, and they were talking about pornography and different things like that. And I want to 
bring this up to the dads who are into porn light, which is like men's magazines. And this came about, I was at a salon with a friend recently, and there was a girl there who's a model. And we had an interesting discussion, and it reminded me, I dated a model way back in the day, long before the Atomic Mom. And this is the thing that made me sad. She was always trying to look like her photos because her photos were retouched. And this person that knew the model at the salon said the exact same thing before I brought it up. She was always trying to achieve a look that the Photoshop artist created based on her photos. And that made me so sad that she is a beautiful, beautiful young woman, as was the girl I dated. And yet, when they saw the photos of themselves that had been retouched, they were like, oh, well, I want to look like that, not like what I want to look like, not like what I do look like which was perfect, you know, God made you exactly the way you're supposed to be, um, and it really bummed me out, and here's what it does, women who read women's magazines innately feel dissatisfied with who they are because they're trying to look like someone that doesn't exist, that person doesn't exist in real life, every magazine out there is retouching photos those people don't exist. It's like a movie based on a true story. Those photos are based on a person, but that person doesn't exist in real life. Those models don't look like that in real life. And here's what it does. It does two things to men and women separately, which is why this is on Rebel Dad's podcast. For women, it's making you try to achieve something you can never be. For men, it makes you want to obtain something you can never obtain. And then it creates this internal dysfunction where, we, where women dislike themselves because they can't be something they can never be. And men are trying to get something they can never have. And there's this internal dissatisfaction. And we've got to stop that. Like it's that journey from the head to the heart, right? In your head, you're like, well, I know. I know Instagram and Facebook isn't real. I know it's only the best of what people want me to see. And we forget that and the heart goes, man, I wish I was like those people. I wish I had that life. I wish I had that money. I wish I had that stuff. And it's like, no one has that. No one has that. It's just what they want to show you. That's point one. Uh, point two, stop saying I'm sorry. People say I'm sorry way, way too much. I talked to my kid about this. Stop saying I'm sorry. And by the way, the more you say I'm sorry, it makes people dislike you. Because internally it says, I've done something wrong, and we all think that. So when you start with, I'm sorry, but can I interrupt you? I'm sorry, I don't mean to do this. Or, I'm sorry, I have a suggestion to make. Don't do that. Say, excuse me, pardon me. Uh, you know, don't say what. When someone talks and you're like, excuse me? Say, that's, I can't even say what. I had a teacher, Mr. Raftery, in the ninth grade, broke me of saying what when I couldn't understand someone. And now I say, excuse me, pardon, excuse me, say, excuse me, or say, thank you. Instead of saying, sorry for making you wait, say, thanks for waiting for me, right? You're complimenting another person, making them feel good about themselves, making them feel good about something they did for you. You know, thanks for waiting for me. That's a great one to say. So stop saying, I'm sorry, say, excuse me, uh, and say, uh, thank you. Um, stop saying the president is mentally ill or comparing conservatives to Nazis, okay? You're denigrating anyone that struggles with mental illness and you're denigrating and disparaging anyone that experienced uh, the Holocaust in their past. Stop saying things like that. 
The reason I say this is I put a Trump 2020 sticker on my truck, and um, let's just say uh, the response has been varied. Uh, overwhelmingly positive. Overwhelming positive on Instagram and on Facebook. Overwhelming positive. Um, and uh, someone's like, uh, it would be a crime to reelect this mentally unstable person. He's not. You're just sad. Uh, and stop using mentally unstable as if it makes you better than another person. Mental illness is a real thing in America. It's something we need to deal with heavily. Talk to our kids about it. Depression, anxiety, worry, things like that. And when you start using mental illness just with people that you disagree with their decisions or actions, and instead you call them mental ill. By the way, it's like all guys calling ex-girlfriends crazy. She was crazy. No, she wasn't. She did things you don't like. That's all. Stop doing that. Oh, the admission scandal. Oh, my gracious. By the way, the admission scandal is the epitome of the helicopter snowplow parent of a snowflake. Do you understand that? This admission scandal, paying half a million dollars to get your kid into a college they can't get into on their own? Yikes. That's crazy. Kay's in the other room. I was going to ask her this. This is so bananas. So, um, do you remember what that girl's name is from Full House that got her kid into USC? No. I want to say Lori Laughlin, but I could be totally, totally wrong. Anyway, there's a video floating around of her kid who says she doesn't want to go to college, but her parents wanted her to, so I guess she has to, when she's in USC, having had her parents pay half a million dollars to bribe their kid in there. Wow, talk about entitled snowplow helicopter snowflake. Yikes. Oh, and Elizabeth Warren, stop saying you have zero tolerance for people like that, that you would give them zero tolerance, you'd show them zero slack. You've been lying on your applications for years. For, yeah, it's Lori Laughlin. I was right. Wow. She lied on all of her applications saying she was Native American of Native American heritage to get a $350,000 a year job at Harvard. You lied on your admissions. Yikes. That just drives me nuts. Totally drives me nuts. Thanks, Lori, for saying it was Lori Laughlin. That was so bananas. Can you imagine all the things you could have done with a half million dollars to better your child's life, and instead you did this. Ugh, gross. And by the way, parents, here's the hard part too. Here's the hard part. You've got to ask yourself, what's best for my kid? Not what are other parents and families doing? We're in this comparison game. We are in the comparison era with all the social media that's out there, we compare, 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 which, by the way, raises anxiety, raises depression, uh, fuels mental uh, health issues. Stop saying, what are other parents and other families doing? And start asking yourself, what's best for my child? Great book for that is K. Wills Wyma, Not the Boss of Us. Um, speaking of rebel dads and making good decisions, Mike Pence famously said he doesn't have dinner with women one-on-one. -on -one. Understand, this is the exact statement. He doesn't have dinner with women one-on-one, -on -one, won't drink in public unless his wife is with him. Okay? Those things. And here's, because I'm going to talk about uh, Beto O'Rourke. Is that his name? Beto? 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 Ugh, oh my goodness, what a tool. 
because uh, I'm going to talk about him and other people in this, because you've got to listen to what people say and base it on facts, not on what they say. I had someone totally go off on me about Donald Trump, and I was like, listen, because they were going off on Mike Pence about how anti-gay Mike Pence is. And I go, you've never heard Mike Pence say anything anti-gay. You've never heard it from his lips. You've never read it from his writings. All you've heard is what other people say about him. That's all you've heard. You've heard what other people say about Mike Pence. You've heard what lots of press people and politicians say about Trump. Rarely have you heard them say those things. Now, has Trump said a bunch of terrible things? For sure. For sure. And Mike Pence isn't anti-gay. He has beliefs you disagree with, but that's all. So, famously, he said he doesn't go to dinner with women one-on-one, doesn't drink in public one-on-one, and Kamala Harris keeps saying that you're not giving women a chance by not meeting with them. Mike Pence refuses to meet with women. That's not true. Mike Pence doesn't refuse to meet with women. He doesn't have dinner with women one-on-one. By the way, what is that? That's smart. That's a smart thing. And by the way, Kamala Harris, um, excuse me, didn't you have an affair with a married man, mayor of San Francisco, Willie Brown? Oh, sorry, are you feeling guilty? Are you feeling ashamed of your past actions and wish he would make a mistake so you can feel better about yourself? Because that's what it appears like. Stop saying that. And by the way, when you say he refuses to meet with women, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Okay. By the way, when I worked at Family Talk, and by the way, now today, I don't meet with women one-on-one. Does it mean I don't meet with women? No. It means I have somebody else there. Why? Because it's smart and I love my wife. That's why. When you're alone, someone can say anything they want to say. And by the way, I've had this happen a bunch of times. I was at an event and this woman wanted to speak to me privately, and I was like, no problem, and my security guy was with me, and we walked, all three of us walked together, and she's like, well, I need to talk to you privately, and I was like, I'm so sorry, I don't ever go anyplace privately with a woman that's not my wife, and this person gets paid to not listen to conversations and never say anything, it's just for my safety, and your safety, and your security, so we can all know exactly what took place, she bolted out of there, bolted out of there, my security dude and I left, and he was like, bro, my man, that was a setup, for sure setup. Billy Graham has the same thing. Chuck Colson has the same thing. My dad has the same thing. Franklin Graham has the same thing. Smart men don't meet with women privately that aren't their wives. Smart, wise men who love their wives don't meet with women privately. That's not happening. By the way, I used to work at a job in D.C. I won't say who did this, but they had me in the same rental car, same hotel, same flight as a young woman. And I was like, nope, can't do that. Get me off that flight. Get us different driving things and separate hotels. People freaked. They're like, I can't believe you'd accuse her of blah, blah, blah. I'm not accusing her of anything. I'm saying let's be above reproach. Let's not stay in hotel rooms next to each other when you're young and beautiful and I'm married. Okay, let's not pull that. Let's not be driving in the same car, just the two of us, late at night and early in the morning together all week long. How about not that? Okay, how about not that? Not wise. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Oh, and this is with Beto O'Rourke. So 
there's an Instagram clip going around and a young woman asks him his views on third trimester abortions. Third trimester abortions. She goes into great length to explain she's talking about third trimester abortions when uh, rarely, I mean, it's the absolute minutia exception to the rule uh, that a woman's life may be in danger. It is not most of the time. Third trimester abortions take multiple days and you can do a C-section instead to save the life of the baby. She asks him a greatly detailed, nuanced question and he turns to the crowd and says, she's asking about women's reproductive rights and abortion and I think it's a woman's choice and it's her decision to make. That's not what she asked. She asked you a specific detailed, nuanced question that you don't want to answer because you're a coward. Because you're a coward. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Producer Kay's happy she's not in here because I am salty today. All right. Last but not least. Raise your kids to respect authority. Raise your kids to respect authority. We've stopped doing this. We've told kids, you can do whatever you want. No, you can't. You're a child. Do what's right. Okay? Do what's right. An 11-year-old in Florida was arrested recently. An 11-year-old. Why? Because a substitute teacher, by the way, female Cuban, substitute teacher, uh, came to class, they did the stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, and the kid wouldn't. Teacher's like, what the heck? What's going on? Doesn't have any idea what the, what the deal is. Doesn't know uh, the school's policy that you don't have to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance when you're 11. By the way, you should stand for it, you dummies, you little snot-nosed brats. This is the greatest country in the world. By the way, least racist country in the world. Um... Most opportunity for African Americans and people of color in the whole world. Uh, done the most to repair damage done by uh, what was systemic racism in our in our history. Like no country has done more than America to try to make up for what happened in the past. No country, no country. We still do all the time. So the kid won't stand. Uh, and won't do the Pledge of Allegiance, and the teacher's confused. Is like, why? And starts arguing with an 11-year-old, uh, and she's like, well, why don't you go someplace else then? And they're like, and he says, they brought me here. Um, no, they didn't. You were born here, 11-year-old. You were born here. No one forced you into America. And by the way, wherever it is you could have come from to arrive here, thank the Heavenly Father that you get to be here in the greatest country on Earth, Okay. Women, you're not marginalized. You're not second-class citizens. There's no better place or time in history to be a woman than right now, right here in America. There's no better place to be a person of color than right here, right now in America. I can say that over and over again. So, finally the kid's like crazy disruptive. Uh, she asks him to go to the office 20 times. He won't. And so then, now... Now you have a problem. Now you have to do something about it. You've raised an entitled brat who thinks he's got more authority than a teacher. You don't. And he can do whatever he wants. You can't. By the way, can you imagine this kid in eight, nine years? 
Can you imagine him as a young adult and as a 20 year old having lived in that kind of a household? So then uh, the, the campus officer has to come down and restrain an 11 year old who now starts saying the flag is racist, the pledge is racist, the school is racist, the teacher's racist. Yeah, a Cuban woman is racist. Uh, and so much so, so disruptive, starts threatening the school and the principal on the way to the office. And when you have zero tolerance, what happens? When you start making threats, they have to call the police. They arrested an 11-year-old. And then what did the mom say? What's the mom say? Well, the teacher should have handled it differently. Nope. Nope. Let me say again. No. No. You should have raised a different kid. You should be a different parent. Can you imagine, can you imagine what Jim and Shirley Dobson would have done had I behaved that way? Woo! I'd still not be sitting down. Woo! And by the way, I don't spank my kids. Do you know why? I don't have to. I don't have to. They're good kids. They respect authority. By the way, we had a new, so we've got um, producer Kay's sister-in-law is our piano teacher, right? Miss Bree. What a sweetheart. Goodness gracious. She is such a sweetheart. My kids adore her. Adore her. They had a great piano teacher, and then that one moved to a different state, and then a new piano teacher came in between Miss Bree. Uh, and I'll tell you why. So uh, my kids learn by playing songs, not rote learning, you know, like, uh, that. I don't know, whatever. It's much more, we want them to enjoy playing piano, more than actually being the best technical piano player alive. Now, both my kids can read music. Um, they're learning to read music better and better every day. They're learning music theory while having fun playing piano. Okay? While having fun playing piano. So, we had a piano teacher, and she moved, and a new one came. And the new one went straight to the book, and like he did like 40 minutes of scales... And all this crazy stuff. So Laura's talking to the piano teacher. Lincoln books it upstairs and closes his door, which always means something took place, something happened. And I go in his room. He is upset. Uh, and he's like, Daddy, I can't do it. I hate it. I hate it so much. I can't do it. Please don't. Please don't. And I was like, what? Like, what happened? I had no idea. I don't even know what's going on. I don't know how the old teacher taught. I don't know how the new teacher teaches. And then come to find out, this was very, very, very different. Here's what he didn't do. Uh, hey, teacher, this isn't how we do things here. We do things this way, and you're doing it wrong. He did full 40 minutes of something he couldn't stand to do that was making his hands sore and hurt his fingers and didn't enjoy and kept doing it. Why? Because an adult told him to. That's how you raise a kid. That's how you raise a kid. Now, if an adult told him to do something against his faith or that was bad for him, he's not doing it. By the way, here's what he does stand up to. He had a, he was <laughs> he was over at a friend's house and they went to McDonald's and he was like, "Yeah, I don't eat McDonald's." They were like, "What? What are you talking about?" "Yeah, I don't do happy meals. I don't eat burgers, I don't eat fries, I don't eat fast food, and by the way, I wish McDonald's didn't exist at all." Like that's my kid. He feels that goes against his moral principles to eat at McDonald's. Uh, how he ended up being my kid, I don't know. Like, that's our biggest parenting win is that they drink water like crazy and he won't eat fast food. Like, Lucy, for sure, no. She's for sure second kid. But Lincoln, 
stood up for himself saying, I don't do that. I don't put that kind of food in my body. That's bad for me. And they had to go someplace else to accommodate my, not snowflake, but my special kid that won't eat fast food. That cracks me up. So teach them right and wrong, right? Teach them right and wrong. Teach them what to do in situations they feel goes against their moral standings, but don't go against what a teacher tells you. Do what the adult says unless it goes against your faith and your morals. Cool? Awesome kid. I do have an awesome kid, Tony. Uh, Coming to Colorado Springs. Definitely uh, contact us when you're here uh, because we will be here. Any questions before I go? I got to cut this one. I know it takes a minute uh, for this to clear. It takes a couple minutes for it to go up live on the Facebook uh, when I say any questions. But any questions about anything I've talked about today? Because I will answer questions. Check it out. Oh, top 25 iTunes. Rebel Parenting. Look at my hot wife. So cute with the pink hair. Mm, dig it. By the way, this podcast is brought to you by MyPillow. MyPillow.com. Code word REBEL for a big discount on a four-pack of pillows. Oh, I forgot to read that story. That was so funny. Someone did a wellness check in a retirement community. Like they thought somebody was hurt uh, and it ended up being the cardboard cutout of Mike Lindell holding the MyPillow. That's funny. MyPillow. I was at Costco and they are selling MyPillow at Costco. Just so you know, if you want a MyPillow, our discount with the code word rebel is better than the deal at Costco. Better than the Costco deal. And it's also brought to you by The Voice of the Martyrs, helping those that have been persecuted for more than 50 years. That's how long they've been in the game. They sponsor Rebel Parenting. We appreciate it so much. Persecution.com is their website. Rebels, thank you so much for listening. God bless. We will see you soon. Mm-hmm.